reclaim your power, inspiration and reflections for before, during and after childbirth. A podcast about birth, getting in touch with our bodies and talking about things that aren't often discussed or that you may not find in mainstream sources of information. A podcast to transform the way you plan for and approach birth, moving from fear and uncertainty to empowerment and inspiration. My name is Fungi Sai, which means to remind, and that's what I aim to do here. Remind you that the power lies within you and that it all starts with you. Let's hear it for the boys. When I decided to talk about this topic, that song came to my mind. So I decided to be a bit playful and call this episode, Let's Hear It For The Boys. Now, there's probably an assumption that this podcast is all about women. Yes, a lot of the content is addressed to women, but my work as a doula has always fully included the partner, which is in most cases, but not all, a man. Pregnancy, childbirth, bringing up the child usually involves two people. And statistically, this other person is usually of the opposite sex. I would like to say at this point, though, that most of the reflections I am going to have will be relevant for all partners, whether they're in same-sex relationships or if the birth partner is a friend, a sibling, a parent, or a relative. If your partner is another woman, they have the same anatomy, and even if they haven't given birth, they have a better understanding of how a woman's body works, and it may be easier to be more engaged and to empathise. This is why I want to reflect more today about the role of guys, the dads, or the dads-to-be, because they're often left out of or are passive in this discussion. And when we as women reclaim our power, it is important that our partners are our allies and that they work with us and not against us and are not passive bystanders. It can be easy to say, well, it's her body and she's carrying the baby. I'll just go along with whatever she says and let her take the responsibility. No, I want to remind you that you have an important role to play too. So for most of us, how did we get pregnant? We had sex, usually with our partner or husband, the person we are going to have this child with. Traditionally, the man would have done his thing and then stepped back as there would have been other women around supporting, advising, being there at the birth. The guy would play a peripheral role. And this is still the case in some cultures. But I'm going to assume that most of you listening to this podcast are not in that situation anymore. We are now living in an age where many of us live in a different city, state, region, country, or even continent from our extended family network. We may have female friends, but everyone is caught up in their own life, in our nuclear family bubbles, where our husband or partner is our main source of support during pregnancy and birth. So men have now moved from the edges of childbirth and parenting, from being called in from the outside, the birthing space, to come and see their new baby, who's then presented all clean and shiny, They are no longer pacing the hospital corridors waiting for the good news, but are right where it's all happening. They are now witnesses to the marvel that is childbirth. So they too need to be empowered and inspired so they can support, understand and empathise with the person they love. This person they are building a family with and to share in the decision making. There are different schools of thought on the presence of men in the birth space. There are some who think that this is a bad idea and that that birth is a uniquely female experience, birth should be reserved for women only, and that allowing men in disrupts the feminine energy. Then there's also another camp that believes that the male partner should be there no matter what, 
He was there for the fun baby-making part, so he should jolly well be there when the going gets tough, so to speak. My views fall somewhere in the middle of these two ideologies. For me, each situation should be considered individually, and we shouldn't prescribe what we think is best to everyone because of our ideals or philosophies, etc. I do believe that to be surrounded by other women during birth is a beautiful experience, especially if they're experienced, calm, loving women bringing positive energy. In my first birth, my birth support was my my best friend, and all I can say was that she was perfect. She gave me courage and strength by just being there. We were young, neither of us had birth experience, but she wanted the best for me. She attended antenatal classes with me, made copious notes, and basically kept watch over me as I went through labour and birth. I will be forever grateful for her love. My second birth, I had two midwives along with my husband, calm, wonderful, experienced women, and all I felt was safe. I had no worry whatsoever. I could just focus on myself and our baby. So I do believe in the power of feminine energy, but we cannot assume that every woman brings in positive energy into the birth space. Some may bring in their anxieties and fears, or their restless energy, like the midwife I talked about in the last episode. So just being a woman is not necessarily enough. Should the man always be present no matter what? In some cases, no. If again, this person brings nervous, fearful energy into the birth space, where the birthing woman may already be nervous, stresses his partner in some way, does not respect or listen to her, does not know how to reassure her, then sometimes he shouldn't be there. As a couple, there should be a way to agree on this and discuss this and find alternatives. I've heard of situations where the mother or mother-in-law or friend, sister, etc. have been the birth partners instead, and the husband has been happy to step aside. This is not a cop-out or giving the man a get-out-of-jail-free card, so to speak. It's thinking about what is best for you as a couple and what is best for the woman. If you have to give birth and worry about him passing out every five seconds because he's scared of blood or can't handle seeing you in pain, this is not going to help you at all. Better that he's out of the room and there'll be plenty of time for him to make up for it. Of course, ideally, I think this magic time should be shared with the person closest to us. But sometimes this is not the best, and we need to be courageous enough to accept that and make a compassionate decision for ourselves and for our partner. So make the decision best for you. We often make decisions based on the way we are expected to behave, what society thinks or says says we should do, but we have the right and the responsibility to think about what is appropriate and best for our own families and our specific situations. Now, guys, don't get too happy and think, well, the doula says I don't have to be there because you know me, I'll just probably disrupt the birth space. No, that's not what I'm saying. The majority of men, just like us women, need educating. We all need to learn how to be in that space. For us women to take back our power, men need to support advocate, protect, to draw on those attributes and use them in that space to work together with your wife or partner. All the men that I've come across in my work as a doula have been eager to learn, eager to listen, wanting to support. So I do my best to include them fully and not leave them on the edges of the conversation. I always stress that we're a team. They are the core team and I am the reserve. I'm in the background and step in when required. But really, he is the most important support person. So what can you do as a partner? I think the first thing is to acknowledge that this is a partnership. 
Yes, your wife or partner is the leading lady, so to speak, but you are also important and the role you play is crucial to the well-being of your partner, your baby, and of course, yourself. Where to start? With love, of course. You love this woman. You're building a family with her. She's going through an incredible transformation before your eyes. Yes, aspects of this transformation can be challenging, but if you start with love, that's a good beginning. Next, look at yourself in this situation. What can your role be? What are you best at? What can you be better at? How can your strengths complement your wife or partners? Are you a better organizer than she is? Are you good at doing research and finding out information? Are you just practical and good at practical things? There's always a way you can support. To give personal examples, I like to read and I like to, research, to do research. My husband is not a big reader, especially when it comes to long books. But some of the pregnancy and birth information comes in great tomes. So I bought books and I love to do this. And I read all books and then passed on the information or told him which parts to read, which he did. I think the only book he read cover to cover, and I suspect there was some skipping and skimming here and there, was the water birth book because he really wanted to understand how this would work. And once he had understood, he was totally convinced. He's also very practical and rational, whereas I can tend to doubt myself and overthink things. So it was important for me to discuss things with him and we'd make decisions together. But ultimately, he always respected my views. As a couple, we were aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we used this in a very practical way during pregnancy and childbirth. I knew what to expect from him and what would be wishful thinking, what is natural for him and what isn't. The next important thing is to educate yourself. You may not be a great reader, and maybe you'd rather poke your eye out with a stick than sit around reading pregnancy and birth books, but you need to know. And these days, there's so much easily digestible, good information out there. You can listen to podcasts, read blogs, read information on websites, ask your partner or others for recommendations. Focus on the parts you feel you need to understand best. Make it easy for yourself. Don't put the, the burden of all the knowledge and understanding on your partner. That's not fair. You too need to understand what is going on. Take responsibility. This is your baby too. What is so important, and I know what made a big difference for my husband, was attending antenatal classes. These were great. We were living in Edinburgh at the time, and they were held over four week weekends. And we learned a lot. And one of the really funny part for us ladies was when the instructor came with some baby-sized dolls and disposable nappies and asked the guys to put the nappies on the babies. It was hilarious watching their attempts. These big practical guys, all first-time dads, really struggled. Some nappies were put back to front. We were in stitches. But my husband came away feeling much more confident and empowered about what was coming. I'd already been through it uh, before. Uh, but for me, it was a different experience going through this with a man I love. It made it real for us. We were on this journey together. I think understanding what a woman's body goes through during pregnancy is so important. Getting an idea of the role of hormones, the change in the amount of blood flowing through her system and the changes that happen in each trimester. This makes it easier for you as her partner to support and empathise accordingly instead of just being irritated by what you see as her moodiness or her constant tiredness or whatever it is she's experiencing at that time. Remember, her body is working hard to make your baby, so nurture her. When it comes to birth, again, antenatal classes are good, and if possible, look around and find good antenatal classes where the instructor takes time to provide several different classes where you have to be a time to go home, 
digest all the new information, and then come back with questions at the next lesson. Once-off classes are better than nothing when you don't have alternatives, but if you have a choice, I would spend time and resources on instructors who offer something longer and more comprehensive and ask questions. Don't be afraid that you look stupid. There's no such thing as a stupid question. You don't know what you don't know. Go ahead and ask. So I suppose another question is, how do I support her when she's in labor? Again, this depends on what kind of person your partner is and what she needs. One thing I can say confidently is don't be loud. It's not a football match and we don't need cheerleaders. Know your partner. And if you're not sure, ask them. Some people are very cuddly and like to be touched and massaged when they're pregnant. But during birth, they don't want to be touched at all. So take your cue from her. Be observant and alert. If she says before going into labor, oh, I want you to massage my back and shoulders and to cuddle me when I'm giving birth. But when it comes to the event and you try to be cuddly and comforting, she growls at you to go away. Don't take it personally and be hurt. Just know she's changed her mind. She's in that space and it's okay. Step back and be present for when she needs you because things may change and next minute she's calling you to rub her back. So be open and flexible. It's easy to think, oh, why can't she make up her mind and be irritated? Try not to do this because she will pick up that irritated energy from you and that is not good for her. I tended to withdraw into myself when I was deep into labor and hopefully your partner will be in a supportive enough space to be able to retreat and let her instincts take over. In my second birth, I didn't need much support. I moved around, felt under control, and my husband was very much in the periphery, watching and then filling the birth pool and helping me when I needed. And then once I was in the pool, I was in my own cocoon, and this suited me perfectly. It was wonderful. So he was there. I knew he was there, and that was enough. I didn't need more from him. In my second birth, which was fast but more challenging, he was closer to me because I was going through such an extreme roller coaster of contractions, which was strong and frequent, that he could see I was struggling. And he came close and rubbed my back. And I appreciated this. I appreciated that he could see how hard this was on my body and that his touch at that point was comforting and was enough. So the cue here is to be open and sensitive. If your partner seems okay on her own in whatever position she adopts, then respect that and be close, but leave her be. She will tell you if she needs you. Don't unnecessarily crowd her space. The part where you will most, most certainly need, be needed is when she's in transition. Again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, this is when everything is coming to a head. No pun intended. The baby is close to coming and the contractions get very intense. The woman can get lightheaded because she breathes too fast or too shallow and can start hyperventilating. Here you can help her. Get into her face, so to speak, and say, look at me. So she looks at you and help her breathe. Breathe with her. Help her to either pant or to slow down her breath. The midwife or doula will most likely guide you here. But this is an important phase and you can be really active and supportive here. But you can also just reassure her and remind her gently that she's almost there, that your baby's now close and that she's doing really well. Again, be prepared to be snapped, growled or yelled at during this phase because it's intense and people react differently. Don't be offended and please don't hold this against her. The hormones are at work here, speeding up things so the baby can come out quickly and safely. Keep focused on the positive and remember she's working hard. Now when the baby's born, 
I've been in situations where the mother has needed medical attention and the father takes over. It's a wonderful thing because, again, it's your chance to step in and support. I remember with one client, she had to have a cesarean with her breech birth, and then she had some reaction to the anesthetic, so the baby was brought to us, and it was wonderful to watch the new dad cuddling his baby. My other client, my first client, was being sewn up after the episiotomy, and the baby was given to dad, and the midwife told him to take his shirt off and hold the baby skin to skin. Again, this was lovely to watch and a great thing to do. My husband did the same with our second son. While the midwives cleaned me up and helped me shower, he had our son on his chest, skin to skin. It meant so much to him, and he still boasts of it to this day. This closeness is very important for bonding with your baby and attachment. And if your partner can't do it, then take off your top and hold your baby close. The other issue you can consider is your role as advocate. You should write the birth plan together if you decide to have one, and you should have a very clear understanding of her wishes and requests, as you may have to be the one to speak for her. As a doula, because my role is not to give advice, I've often suggested the partner ask a certain question when I feel that more explanation is required. Don't be passive, and as I said in the episode about consent, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you accompany your partner to her midwife checkups, for example, ask questions, it's allowed. Sometimes you may think to ask something your wife or partner hasn't thought about. During birth, make sure you understand why procedures are being done. Ask, why is this being done? Why is it being now? What happens if we wait? Obviously, I'm not saying that you should stop the caregivers if there is an obvious emergency, but usually interventions are suggested when there's time for explanation and consent. You can also play the role of protector. Make sure your wife or partner is treated with the care and respect she deserves. And if you feel that this is not happening, then demand it firmly but respectfully. You know your partner best and you know what they need. With regard to testing or interventions, I'd like to share two examples. One was about a friend of mine who was pregnant for the first time and for some reason she was thinking about having an amniocentesis. Now, this is a very invasive procedure which carries risk. I think she had noticed some irregularity in one of her blood tests. She called to ask my uh, my opinion as a doula and as a friend, and I could tell her what I thought and present the pros and cons. I could hear she didn't really want to do this, but she was getting pressure from her husband. I found this extremely problematic and gently tried to encourage her to do what she felt was best for her. But in the end, he managed to convince her, and fortunately, there was no injury to the fetus. However, I thought the, the way he behaved was based on his own fears, and not and, she, and he was not respectful of her wishes. He put his fear on her, which made her uncertain and disempowered her and ended up with her having a procedure she did not want and that stressed her. Another example is regarding consent, where with my first client, the midwife took the baby and then declared that in no way we give babies this injection. And without much explanation or asking the father for consent, she gave the baby a vitamin K injection. Now, vitamin K is something both my husband and I read about. We discussed it and decided not to have it with both our babies. But we made an informed decision together. You don't need to agree, and it's important that you inform yourself of the various treatments that may arise and have an idea of what your preferences are and why. You are allowed to change your mind, but at least educate yourself so that you can help your wife or partner make informed decisions. And if she's not there, you can make an informed decision and know the right questions to ask. As I said in the beginning, men are often left out of the conversation about pregnancy and birth, or they often choose to stay out. 
but it's important that you are engaged, interested, and alert. Yes, this is a woman's time, but for her to have a good experience, she needs you to play your role as well. Being together on this journey in an open, flexible, accepting, and loving way can transform both your experiences and lead you to have a gentle birth. Trauma in birth is not just about the woman, but it affects the partner too. It may be even worse for you because you're watching what has happened to her and you feel powerless. So it's important that you play an active role, that you also feel a certain amount of control like your partner, that you provide her with your calm strength and support and help her reclaim her power. I hope this episode has provided you with some food for thought and reflection and raised awareness of just how important you are as a birth partner. My next episode will be about understanding pain during childbirth and how we deal with it. I hope you will join me. Thank you for being here, for listening. This is Fungisai, reminding you to reclaim your power.